and we are on. Okay. How's it going, real dealers? It is your man, Philip Hall. And I'm Terrell Bird. And welcome to another edition of the Real Deal Bros podcast slash radio show right here on WSC Radio, the number one college radio station in New York City. And uh, yeah, we just uh, wish everybody's having a great, uh, great Friday night and gearing up for a weekend. I mean, actually, man, dude, it's real. Actually, this whole week has been a thrill ride. Just, yes, yes, it has. Yeah, it's, it's one where I could describe with, it. <laughs> okay, so with the whole, like, little bit about the election and all that, I am just antsy because I know I put in my vote, but mm. I don't really know what's going on with Nevada. Nevada, listen, I know y'all are a real chill and party-like atmosphere state, but please, I beg of you, just count the ballots. That's all I ask. Man, dude, all like, I, I, I feel you there, bro. Like, I feel you there. Like, like this, this whole week, actually, you know, I, like, I, I think both of us can speak, speak for everybody. This whole week has probably been the most anxious, like, antsiest filled week in really throughout 2020. I mean, like, yeah, this whole week can't, you know, come close to how the rest of 2020 has been, in all honesty. So because, like, yeah, it's like everybody's been, everybody's been on edge, you know, like people are, you know, like trying to keep their heads down, you know, they're not talking as much, you know, everybody's trying to, you know, find some, you know, type of substance to calm themselves down because they're not sure how this election is going to go. And just knowing how it's going to pan out. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah, just knowing that, you know, there's certain states around the country that are, you know, prologuing like their their ballot count, you know, like like Georgia, Pennsylvania, North Carolina, Nevada, I think Arizona, I think they're still counting ballots. But um yeah, man, like these this like like I knew when this election started, you know, Tuesday night when I, I went I went into work and they had the elections on on TV in the break room. And just when I saw like the margin of the electoral college votes, I was looking at this like, oh my God, this is gonna be a photo finish. Like it's just mm-hmm. it's just going to be way too close because and like and, and surprising that it is this close. I mean, you know, just looking at you know how much red there is and how much blue there is. I mean, and just like just the electoral college votes, like how close it, it is or how close it might get in the next like I don't know, like probably in the next few hours or in the next day or so. Like it definitely kind of puts into perspective how divided our country has got. You know, I feel like we're taking a step backwards in a way. Yeah, and we're just going backwards and backwards, and I don't really know what the outcome is. I hope it's not the outcome that I'm thinking, but um, if my recollection serves me correctly, wasn't this whole thing supposed to be over with? You know, in a way, you know, in the past, you know, it's always worked where the winner was announced on election. But, Mm -hmm. you know, just with the way that, you know, things have gone as far as the voting process for this year, you know, not a lot of people were able to get to the polls or they feared going to the polls because of a possible COVID outbreak. So the mail-in ballots really came in through. Actually, they were saying that this year alone, like there were like the largest number of mail-in ballots like compared to 2016. I think in 2016, they said they had 20 million mail-in ballots, but this year that number got bumped up to 80 million, Wait which is crazy. What about uh, what about like people who could easily went to the board of elections within their county? They could have just basically signed up right over there, and then just placed in their placing their votes right through the mail, and it would have been sent off far more quickly than it ever would take for a mail-in ballot. And if I recall correctly, isn't the mail-in ballot still in check, like still in transit? Oh well, actually, um, it's it's funny because I remember I'm um, actually um. First off, I want to shout out to um, like people like people in the booth that did the uh, election day uh, coverage for WSG Radio on Tuesday night. I want to shout out to them real, real fast. But um, they were actually saying that about three hundred thousand mail-in ballots in like fifteen different states actually got lost. Like they were lost. And that and like even though, it. yeah, like again, yeah, even in um uh, Atlanta, like we I actually found out today that uh, Joe Biden he took the lead. As far as um the the poll the poll race for um a uh, popular vote in Georgia and in Pennsylvania, which are like which is a really big deal because at the time, well, or actually you no, know, before before today, Biden had a lead in Nevada, and 
you know, of course, like, you know, we're sitting at 264 right now as far as the electoral uh, college vote is concerned, and he needs mm -hmm. 270 to win. And, you know, Nevada, like, like if, he, if he wins Nevada, those six votes are going to count to win, so it'll have him in the back. But, um, but the thing that I was wor worrying is that Trump, he had a lead in, you know, like, you know, for, for the rest of, for most of the week, he had the lead in Georgia, North Carolina, and Pennsylvania. And then today, because, um, like, there was actually a delay in the ballot system in Atlanta. So, um, you know, that Fulton County area, like, you know, I think also Gwinnett County area, there was a delay in the ballot system. So they, that's why they had to prolong the mail-in ballots or, like, even the uh, electronic ballots. But since they got that problem fixed, they, um, they, they, they counted the votes that were coming out of Atlanta and you know, for Pennsylvania, they had trouble trying to count the votes that were coming out of Philadelphia. Um, you know, there's like, and in the way those, those cities were able to get like all their ballots in and they're still in counting. But um, Georgia was a big deal because most of the votes that were going toward Biden were actually coming out of John Lewis's old um, former district. I mean, like RIP John Lewis. But yeah, this is like, you know, it, in a way it was like poetic justice that those votes would be coming from John Lewis's district in regards to, you know, helping Biden get the win. Uh, yeah, you know, it's a, it's a big deal. And, you know, still right now, you know, even though with the votes still being counted, Biden has a strong, has a, has a slight lead in Georgia and Pennsylvania. And if he wins those, if he wins one of those states, it's like, uh, it's pretty much in the back. Like, he'll, like, he'll have it. You know what? Since Biden is at 264, I'm already, you know, kind of open and praying that it kind of gets bumped up to the 270, you know, just by a little hmm. landslide. But I'm not going to be biased. I'm just going to be neutral mm -hmm. for now, hence, and given that we're on a radio show. Yeah. But um, I'm going to really need these ballots to just come on in and we'll just see where we're at. We'll just yeah. see. We'll see. Well, you know, it's like, T, but like, you're, here's the crazy thing, though. I mean, like, because you, you do know that Trump, he declared victory on Tuesday night. I'm very sure you, you watched that, you know, this speech. I mean, just I mean, just thinking about it, you know, he, he called it, he called it a little bit early. I'm sorry. I'm, no, okay. All right. That schmuck. Oh, good. Oh, great. I, I, I mean, yeah, I mean, like, right now, right now. I mean, you know, that was going crazy. His legs dying laughing. Oh my goodness! My goodness. <laughs> okay, he thinks that he won. Like, like he he, he claims that he not they... seen how many votes he has. Yeah, I mean, like, like he claimed, like he's he already claimed victory, thinking that oh yeah, like we got it. I mean, like, I mean, like how like oh like oh my god, like I was when I got home, like when. I, well, I got home the other night, and um, you know, like, like I, I was on the couch uh, with my parents watching the, like watching the election, and I was seeing Trump's, I was seeing Trump's um press conference that he did, and he was saying like, oh yeah, like we we got like we got a big lead in Georgia, or oh, we got a big lead in Pennsylvania, and like oh like you know we we have a good shot at winning North Carolina, good shot at winning Georgia. I mean, like he he sounded so delusional, like this this man. This man is so delusional. You, can, I can't even oh, like. You just like, like. I mean, like it's comedy. I mean, it's just. Oh, I mean, like you just can't. Hilarious. Yeah, like like oh. you just you just can't stand this guy. I mean, he's declared victory in states that he hasn't even won yet, or states that are still in counting ballots. And then, like on top of that, he like it was actually uh, found out today that he he's playing to he mm. wants to sue Michigan and Pennsylvania. Oh. In regards to like he because Sue oh my god what? like I mean he, Sue for what uh, like like he he thinks that there's there's a he's ignorant <laughs> well not just that I think just because like he he believes that there's a miscount in in the in the in the ballots and he <laughs> wants to make sure like pretty much like I knew he was gonna in some way try to pull a fast one and oh, in, like yeah. <laughs> trying to like get like trying to like make it seem like the the million ballots was just a it was a whole mistake or you know there was going to be some controversy i mean like i knew in a way he was going to pull a fast one when he went when he was doing this and like yeah it's just it's just like so insane and i, I don't know like oh, it, he's just like you can tell i mean like you know to, uh, you, you can tell when you know it's like a boxing match you can tell when someone's on the ropes 
and mm-hmm. you know they're about to you know that like they're they're embracing that you know that final knockout punch and i, I think that's oh. that's what trump's feeling right now you know he's shaking in his boots oh. you know he's trying to <laughs> you know plead to the refs as they're like hey like you know you gotta get this he's guy off you like you know, he's, the towel. <laughs> yeah i mean it, it is insane i mean he's just like mm-hmm. i don't know like what's on his mind but you know but but like on the opposite end, Biden is just like he's sitting back chilling, just watching the numbers go up. You know, I was like, okay, yeah, like we're we're sitting pretty good right now. So, I mean, I mean yeah, I don't know. Gonna... He has this in the bag. If, if we're gonna say they has in the bag, I mean, like we we just gotta say it. I mean, I think he you has know, we can... in the bag. It's quit. It's over. It's finito. It's done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I like you sound, just. I don't mean to sound like a post smug guy, but um. If you talk with a person who actually has common sense and then you talk with a person who doesn't, which one are you more likely to go with? Well, I'm still going to go with the guy that has common sense. I mean, like, My point you know. exactly. <laughs> My point exactly. I mean, it's clipped. It's over. He just needs a couple more votes and it's already done. Yeah, and and you look, look at the vote gap. You know, even though like on... On paper, it looks like it's it's a slight lead, but in reality, you know, it it it, it looks like a big enough lead where he can hold on to it. Mm-hmm. So I'm and not too worried. To like, it's just all he has to do is just keep doing what he's been doing, move in silence, operate in silence, and he has it in the bag. I don't really need to hear what he has to say. I just need him to win. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I virtually all do. All day. But um mm-hmm. here here's what here's the one thing though. So Ooh, in regards God. to these um <laughs> yeah, like, in regards to these uh these you know like whole uh, theories and like these conspiracies about mail-in ballots trying not not getting counted or getting altered or you know coming in late, there are some people like the protesters that are like waiting than that like they're getting like you know like you know how everybody this week was getting nasty because of the votes well Mm -hmm. there's people that are like ready to just start something and you know i'm looking at these people and i'm like ready to finish it yeah like you know again like you know it just this proves how divided we've become as a as a country i mean like because i knew you know like like whoever whoever was going to come out on top there was going to be angry people on both sides i mean that was expected Mm-hmm. And, um, I don't. But it just feels like, you know, like man. I mean, why are people just so stupid? You know, I, I mean, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, it's like, it went, like, not so much stupid, but just mm-hmm. you know, like always. You know, like if we're, like some odd reason, you know, throughout what we've seen this whole year, you know, you got you got people on one side that you know they're just trying to protest for peace. Got yeah, people on um, on the other side just trying to you know oppose those people protesting for peace, and then on the other side you got people that just want to raise hell. You know, it's just like, like <laughs> I mean, it's just you know, it, it's weird. I mean, there are just too many, you know, people that you know if uh, want to find a way to make the news or you know make make a headline, and with these. You know, Trump supporters and, you know, even even the Biden supporters on, on the lines of, you know, like, oh, count the votes or like, oh, don't count the votes. You know, you're just, you know, getting super antsy, you know, just getting like, you know, just ready to just start, you know, burning stuff and, you know, breaking the place. I mean, you know, like it's it's crazy how, you know, we actually what what was crazy is that um, earlier today I was talking with uh, one of my professors um and he was telling, like, we you know, we talked a bit about the election, like, you know, he was watching at home and he was telling me how socialism, like, if in certain ways, socialism can be allowed in sports, you know, as far as, you know, fair play and everything like that. But people always want to complain that socialism can't have a, have a place in government because, you know, for, for certain reasons alone. But, you know, like when he, when he said that, you know, well, it had me thinking, but um, you know, not not like what like. If it was already involved in government. That's the thing, though. I mean, I mean, like, I'm not, I'm not gonna say like I entirely like support socialism, or you know, like I stand behind it fully. But you know, just think, think about this because like, there's no fair play 
like it, in this election, like there hasn't really been any fair play from either side. Exactly. So like, so whichever side wins, it's pretty much pointless to be upset about it. Hmm. Because it's all for their own personal gain. Mm-hmm. So by virtue of you being upset, it's just like technically you being an idiot. You've mm-hmm. already saw the sign. You saw this coming. Mm-hmm. So why would it bother you? Hmm? I mean, you technically want somebody with more common sense. Yeah, I'll be right yeah, back. Okay. Well, yeah, as um, draw steps away, uh, I just want to say, like, man, you know, yeah, guys, I, I mean, like, I'm, even though, like, you know, I am, you know, like, having hopes that, you know, there is a certain outcome that, you know, comes with this election, like, hopefully, you know, it'll get announced, we'll, we'll announce the new president uh, eventually in the next few days, we'll, we'll announce who will be president going into 2021. I'm just saying, like, you know, it's just, it's odd how, you know how how big this election's got. I mean, there's there's people from outside the country that are keeping an eye on this election. I mean, like when we like when, when the whole when the rest of the world is relying on the leader within our country. I mean, that that says something. I mean, that that's 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 a display of power because I, you know, and, and it's odd, odd to see it like that, and you know, it's odd to have that feeling of another group that's relying. Or you know, like like putting, you know, like the the fate of the world in the hands of, you know, one one or two people. I mean, it's just insane how this looks. I mean, uh, again, like I don't think there's ever been a race like this, you know, and like as far as elections and voting in recent years since they, um, they were saying that this was the closest race since um. Al Gore and uh, George Bush back in '98, '94, like whatever, like it was in the '90s. Like when, that, like when there was, we had a close, like a close race like this before, and you know, like I'm, I'm sitting back and I'm watching this and I'm looking at, looking at this and you know, keeping an eye on numbers. I mean, I had a hard time trying not to look at the numbers because you know I was just, you know, I just had that focus. You know, I was trying to, you know, stay updated. And there was even some people saying like, oh, you know, and I like, you know, I casted vows and I put in my vote, but I'm not even gonna watch the election, but. I mean, you got people watching now. I mean, people, you know, it's said that they're, they eventually, you know, turned to CNN or uh, ABC News to see what the numbers were looking like. And, you know, the numbers, where they stand right now, I mean, whew. And like, anything could happen. That's all I'm saying. But, uh, you know, we do expect one thing to happen, though. Um, but, yeah, I mean, yeah, this is just, I mean, like, and the fact that Trump is trying to do everything in his power to pull out or to come up with any excuse to, you know, say like not count the ballots or, you know, hey, don't do this. I mean, it's it's insane. I mean, this guy is like he's desperate. Like he's become desperate. You know, you just see it in you see it in his eyes. I mean, he just doesn't like he just doesn't want to play the game fair. You know, he just doesn't want to take the L pretty much. You know, it's like a you know it's like a trust supporter saying uh, like even if he loses, I'm gonna keep my Trump flag. But you know, on the other side, saying like, well, you know, it's like saying like, you know, if, if a Trump supporter keeps his Trump uh, keeps his Trump flag after he loses, it's like saying you know, a Confederate soldier just gonna keep his Confederate flag after when, when they lost the war. You know, it's just too much. You know, people want to hold on, just want to like are like in this spot where they're just trying to hold on to a legacy. You know, they don't want to move forward. Um, you know, I feel like that's what you know. Certain sides of the country is trying to do, like they're trying to hold on to this, you know, bad legacy or this negative legacy, where you know like they feel like they're like they're not going to be as heavily involved in the change, or they feel like they don't have any place within the change. And when people feel that way, and they're not going to reap the benefits that the supporting side is going to eventually reap. And, you know, like, it's, I guess, like, I don't know, like, I don't really know what to say to you if you do decide to, you know, choose uh, to, like, not to be a part of the supporting side and, you know, reap the benefits that, you know, that side gets. I mean, 
like again like it, there's a lot of difference in in regards to the way that people see politics the way that people see um their beliefs the way people see their opportunities and i just don't understand why you know people like you know get like the opposing side gets so scared because you know like life is life goes on anyway i mean you know like life still goes on you mean you still gotta you know to take care of your family so gotta you know pay bills i mean nothing like major is gonna change for you in a way if you decide to you know and not be a part of that change it's strange it's a it's an odd it's an odd way to see things and you know i'm a you know, like i'm a firm believer in longevity and i feel like if someone doesn't believe that longevity plays a, a role in their life and um i can't really you know like you know like you know like like your longevity is really all that's gonna keep you from you know staying like uh, i guess like the the term would be woke or you know um like hopeful in a way but i yeah i don't know like i'm like i mean just looking at these states i mean like i compare this this election year to like a game seven you know it's like a sudden death game seven like uh, the World Series or NBA Finals or you know whatever you want to, you know whatever sport analogy you want to use that you know it's in a crucial moment, and uh, it does feel like that. I mean, you know, like one thing that the things that you hope in a game seven is you hope for like you know close close battle, you know back and forth slugfest. Yeah, you want to see that, and you know this election, even though, like you know in a game seven, you know winner win lose or draw you know you always uh, have a shot going at next year but this election i mean this game seven is like this is something that you're gonna have to face with for four years and even for your the rest of the rest of your life you know the changes that come with who comes out on top in this game seven type situation and you know it just there's just too, like too much drama on this this, this is crazy i mean i never expected I never expect like like believe me like I'm I'm a first time voter like this year is my first like this election year was my first time ever voting in my life, and I never expected to, you know, place a ballot into where like oh man like if I vote for this guy you know then this is gonna happen or if I vote for this guy this is gonna keep happening, and like I just like even like like I I was obvious and known who I was gonna vote for, but you know it just felt like. Oh man, like they're like my vote actually has meaning. It has power, and I, that's why you know like that. I'm I'm so glad that the uh, young voter turnout was the way it was. I mean, like it was a big turnout among young voters because they understood how much power their vote actually had for this year. I mean, I don't think people like had like realized how much power they had. I mean, like, and I I say this i feel like i say this way too often but the one mistake that america gave its people was the power to vote and again you know like the it was like i saw a post and it read that the all the all lives matter crowd is getting upset or getting triggered because they're realizing that all votes matter and every vote does count. I mean, like, yeah, I mean, like this, they, they were saying that this is the largest vote turnout in history. I mean, like, this is bigger than when Obama's first election in 2008. Like, this is like the largest voting voter turnout in history. And, yeah, and like, right, as of right now, every vote's still getting counted. So, you know, people shouldn't be as upset when, you know, like they're, like their guy doesn't win. I mean, like, yeah, the fact that you were part of history, because you know, hey, I mean, yeah, like my, my vote counted and you proved it. But on the, but on on this, uh, the, while you know this is an issue, or not not an issue, but you no, know, while like you know the turn uh, the vote voter turnaround was the way it was, there's people that are still trying to make it seem like voting is you know like a taboo thing. I mean, like. In all honesty, the Republicans, they're, they're, again, like, they're trying to pull out all the stops in order to, you know, keep, you know, who in office. I mean, it's kind of petty thinking about it because you're taking away 
like the only sense of freedom or the only, yeah, yeah, pretty much the only sense of freedom that most Americans have in this country is the right to vote for who they believe can lead them. And, and I mean, it, it's just, it's just crazy. I mean, it's crazy how people could see it that way. <laughs> I mean, but honestly, I think with Trump and just his tactics of the way that he's been going around it, I mean, and all I, like he's a sore loser, you know, he, and this is expected because, you know, he even said that he doesn't trust the mail-in ballots. And, you know, and a lot of people this year were relying solely on the mail-in ballots because of a pandemic that he could have handled at the beginning of the year. So Trump shouldn't be upset, like, when he does lose because, you know, if he if he would have handled, handled COVID, uh, you know, like uh confess to white supremacy and you know like he you know just wouldn't you know like he just you know he would have been fine where he was i mean it just doesn't make any sense no that's why you know i'm glad that joe biden isn't you know stooping to trump's level because of the way that you know he he, he wants to direct direct the country and wants to you know direct his plans to hopefully you know um, uh, find a way to end COVID and um, have better opportunities for, for Americans. And, you know, like he just, he's going about in a way that you would, you would want your president to go about in a way. Because I think um, when you, when you estimate uh, someone's level of intel- intelligence or someone's level of just um, being a human, <laughs> being a human, um, you know, like you'll 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 find some things, and like you'll definitely be more focused on you know just the uh, just the aspect of what you know like what that person is all about. I mean, you know, you want you want someone that has some decency. I mean, Biden said all, said this all the time and all in the debates and in his uh, campaign rally speeches. He says that you know he's not he's not going to be a president for for the blue states. He's not going to be a president for the red states. He's going to be a president for the United States. I mean, that's what this country is called, after all. Like we're called the United States. And we need to unite with each other and you know, put our pride to the side, understand that we live in a united nation. That's the overall aspect, and that's the overall focus of what we hope uh, for people to understand going into 2021. Uh, hopefully, we're a president that we that we can trust in. <laughs> let's hope we can trust him. Yep. <laughs> let, 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 let's hope. Yeah. But this is good. This is a very interesting race. Mm. You know, because there's just so much mystery. I feel like I'm in a movie. I feel like like, like Toy Toy's been a Toy Toy's been a home movie. I mean, sure, yeah. I'm, I'm waiting for I'm waiting for Morgan Freeman to narrate the entire course of yeah. the film. I'm waiting for Christopher. I'm waiting for Christopher Nolan to you know put, like start directing the movie, start creating the script. <laughs> Seriously, everything that raged off from the whole little political rallies all the way up to the peaceful protest group, Grace is alive. Yeah. Oh. Uh, Even when I was watching TikToks, there were people so antsy about Nevada. Nevada, mm-hmm. Nevada. Um, please note, it's not just Nevada that's taking their time. Call, call out the other states. You know, just. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. And I ain't gonna say nothing else about it. I ain't gonna say nothing else. But yeah. man, the fact that Trump thinks that he had a shot—my ribs hurt from laughing so hard. <laughs> I needed a good laugh. <laughs> yeah, I mean. I, like guy, guy's a clown. Guy's a clown walking. Seriously, uh, that's all I can say. My my friend from Campbell June asked me. So when do you think Trump is gonna? So what do you think? What if Trump's written? I said that um, the seven levels of the underworld will have to freeze over again just for mm-hmm. that to happen. Yeah, so pretty much, mm-hmm. pretty much. But um, yeah, like I, I wanna um step away from politics for a bit. Uh, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna get into some sports because. This is a nut, like knowing how thrilling this weekend is is getting. You know, we also got a not only were we dealing with an election, 
we're also we're also hyped up on on some NASCAR because this weekend yes. is Championship Weekend. This is awesome. I mean, too. Like, I mean, because as NASCAR fans, we never thought you know with the way that year has gone, like we never thought that we would still be getting you know like getting even a champion in in in, in this year. Just with the way that year has gone. I mean, like NAS from NASCAR being on hold for spend a three months back in March when the pandemic hit and then be, being able to be the first, like being the first sport to come back, initiate some certain rules, even be the first, like first sport to bring fans back in. I mean, and even, even like with the competition too, like competition has been exciting to watch. I mean, just every race, yeah. like just keeping it, keeping everybody on edge. And then we get to the point where like, we're, we're at the time where it's time to decide a champion and the four guys are going in into the championship for this weekend in Phoenix, Arizona at Phoenix Raceway is Brad Keselowski, Denny Hamlin, Chase Elliott, and Joey Logano. And uh, man, that's a and that, like that's a that's a that's a big four right there. So it's tough. Ooh, yeah. I'm fans of all of them. But yeah, I want <laughs> one of them to win. Right. <laughs> I mean yeah, this this is a close call. It's, I can already see it now. It's already too close to call. Just like the election. Oh, <laughs> Except this one is not, this one is technically not really at a stalemate. <laughs> no, yeah, 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 there's no stalemate. I mean, just, like, there's going to be a winner, a winner at some point or yeah, a winner yeah. announced on the day of. So On the day of. I mean, yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. But, so um, who do you think has a shot? You, you know, shot? Ju- just looking at the list and... You know, no, oh, by the way, you know, if, for people that didn't know, this is actually the first year in a while where NASCAR is um, hosting the championship weekend at a different uh, racetrack. I mean, for the past few years, they've hosted the championship finale in Atlanta, and recently they've hosted in a uh, Homestead Miami Speedway, but this is going to be the first year where Phoenix is the home, uh, is the host track for a championship weekend. So just knowing that the race is taking place in Phoenix and look at the drivers on the list that have actually had some success at Phoenix. Um, I think that the big names that really stand out as far as who has a shot at winning this race, I know I'm Chase Elliott. He's actually coming off. He's, he's got some momentum going to Phoenix because he was able to clinch in the last spot in the championship four after he won last week at Martinsville. And, you know, and he's always been pr- pretty solid on short tracks. And, you know, I think, well, I, I'm also being a little bit biased too, because, you know, I'm, I'm a Chase Elliott fan. I mean, Elliott nation mm-hmm. all day, but, uh, yeah, I think I think Chase Elliott he's gonna have a shot of winning it, and I know um I think so too. The one guy that has always had like that chip on his shoulder in regards to a championship bout has been Denny Hamlin, and um I know like yeah. I, don't, I don't know if our, I don't know if my guy uh, uh Tate Tate Brown is listening in, but yeah um, like De- like he he could say himself like yeah Denny has always been kind of like that hard luck guy that's you know just has come close to the you know getting that championship glory, but you know, it's always, you know, fell short of just, just grasping it. And there's knowing that he does run pretty well at Phoenix. I mean, like he has a few career wins there. I mean, I think Denny Hamlin has a, has a pretty good shot at also edging out, you know, Keselowski and Joey Logano. I mean, like, even though like, you know, he, he won the Phoenix race before the pandemic hit, like that, like the, the last race that took place in Phoenix back in the spring, Joey Logano won. And that was the last race, um, that NASCAR had before they had to go on break because of the pandemic. So, mm-hmm. um, but I don't know, Joe Legault, he's been kind of struggling recently, despite you know his win a few weeks back at Kansas uh, to help him clinch into the championship race. Um, I don't know, it's it, it, it's a toss up because I'm looking at these Penske guys. I look at Koslowski, you know, he's been kind of you know struggling a little bit even though he did have an okay run at martinsville last week i mean it's still going to be a toss-up but you know i'm gonna to have to go with either chase elliott or denny hamlin on this one mm-hmm. i will have to say chase elliott i feel like he has a few tricks up his show up his sleeve i want to see how he does on this on the championship mm-hmm. and you know with the other contestants i respect all of them each of them have their own skill in their own specific way but if I would have to place a bet, I would bet on Chase. I mm-hmm. would. I would. I mean, who was the other guy? Danny Hamlin? Yeah, Danny Hamlin. 
you know, I feel like he might have a chip on his shoulder. Like, that kind of gets in the way of his skill. But I'm not going to bash the guy for that. I mean, he's probably just having, like, one of those days where he's not really feeling it. I could mm-hmm. be wrong. I don't know. I mean, this, this is a championship race. I mean, you got to be feeling it all the way through. So. Seriously. Like, like, I'm going to need you to, you know, at least give me something. Like, come on, put in some sustenance in this competition. I want to see who's going to battle with that and who is not. I want to see hmm. who's willing to go on win and who's not. I want to see which of the strong can I weed out. Hmm. I think That's the one – I think the one thing about Denny Hamlin, he's kind of like at that point in his career. I mean, like, believe me, like he he's he's had a successful career, like Hall of Fame worthy, no doubt. And like mm-hmm. three time Daytona 500 winner, like it's like I mean, got like guys been runner up for a championship for you know a long time. I mean, as a long tenure with Joe Gibbs Racing, very successful front running a NASCAR team. Um, but at the same time, you know, with him being four years old, he's at and you know having over like 40 career wins. He's at that point where I I don't want to say because like usually like when athletes get to that age where you know they, they've done all they could in in their sport and just knowing that you know like they're not going to be doing what they what they what they grew up doing and what they put like the majority of their life into for the rest of their lives you know there's sometimes you know you just gotta hang it up. Uh, Dang Hamlin, he's coming close to where you know he's I, I guess the the term would be. Where he's gonna where he's gonna hit a wall at some point. You know, at some point he's not gonna be that front running guy or you know, at some point he's gonna have to venture out to other opportunities. I mean, opportunities being his new startup team with Michael Jordan that he's gonna be starting up next year with Bubba Bubba Wallace, you know, being being behind the wheel of uh, the twenty three race car. Actually a real nice race car. I don't know if you saw the reveal for it, but yeah, the car came out real nice. And they're gonna be using a Toyota engine too. Well, Toyota is always the best. They're by far the most aerodynamically flying engines that anybody can make. And they're gas efficient. You don't really mm-hmm. have to consume as much fuel just to gain the top speed less than 30 seconds. Mm-hmm. That's your race car. I mean, like, yeah, ever since Toyota came into NASCAR, which was back in 2007, uh, they fully um, kind of expanded out to NASCAR in 2008. I, I say, like, in 2008 was, like, their, for, like, their like, first legit year going coming into NASCAR being... I think that like they were the first, yeah, yeah, they, they're the first international uh, manufacturer to break into NASCAR, and they've been success, successful ever since they broke broke in. I mean, championships, a lot, a lot of races won. You know, front running teams using their engines. I mean, yeah, like you, you can't go wrong with a Toyota engine, and um, you know, of course, uh, Chase Elliott, you know, running the Chevy, um, Chevy at one point they were like always like they were like the top dog i mean like they were you know like you could you couldn't be a chevy if there was like if a chevy was on a track they were that good but um in a way chevy's been kind of taking the take you know i think they've been kind of like fall falling off slightly because you know they don't really win as much and you know a lot of teams kind of shied away from just a chevy chevy engine and um yeah but like the four the braking Right. Yeah. They, like that. Like they kind of been gave him down for just kind of, also like really with uh, General Motors in a way too. I mean, General Motors they've taken a bit of a downturn like as far as their um their presence in the auto industry. I mean, I mean, no like, offense to Chevy, but you can barely go 150 miles without the damn engine just blowing up on you, or even mm-hmm. having a fuel or combustion chamber just starting to so-called snap, if you will. And then you'll have to worry about whether or not you're running into a bomb. I mean, <laughs> that's just like chances of getting hurt in a Chevy engine are pretty high. Mm. And I took a look. Even my friend, he works in NASCAR. He's a crew chief. Mm. And he says he'd rather have his driver use a Toyota engine rather than a Chevy engine. Mm. Because you don't constantly have to do a pit stop every, like, what, three laps? Mm. Every four? I mean, you'll be lucky if you'll be able to squeeze out like a couple of 89, maybe like a few laps, say 89 to 91, without mm. even having to go within a pit stop every once in a while. That's yeah. just my take on it. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, like, I- I've always been a guy that's, uh, you know, love Chevy engines. I mean, like, yeah, Chevy, like, my-, my dream car 
And the car that I hope to, you know, possibly either restore or even own someday is a 1968 Chevy Camaro. So, like, you know, it's just like I've always some beautiful cars. Oh, yeah. Amazing. Amazing. I mean, yeah, I love them. And, you know, like just just knowing that, you know, like because I think really that's how I grew up my love for Chevy, just how like how much they won on the track. And, you know, they I mean, like like my favorite guys growing up that I watched drove a Chevy like Jeff Gordon, Tony Stewart. Like Chase Elliott right now, um, I think who else? Uh, well, it, like even like uh, Dale Earn, Dale Earnhardt Jr. I mean, like he he drove a Chevy. I mean, his like his whole career he drove nothing but a Chevy. Um, but you know, I, I just I just think that you know there comes a time where you have to find some way to improve uh, yourself or improve your engines. I think. Chevy at, at some point needs to kind of step their game back up to like their elite level because I feel like they're not elite anymore, or at least you know for the time being. You know they got to find some way to just you know get back to their old ways where they're win- winning almost every week and you know win championships nonstop. I mean they just gotta gotta find it. But uh, I guess you know on the other end for like you know Brad Keselowski and Joey Logano being the two the, like the two Penske drivers. Um, they are uh, aiming for a shot at the championship. And keep in mind, like Denny Hamlin and Chase Elliott, they're the only two guys going for their first championship. Joey Logano won the NASCAR Cup Series championship back in 2018. And Brad Kozlowski, he won the championship back in 2012. So you got two two guys, help, like two guys looking for their first championship going up against two guys that have already, you know, had, had a, like, you know, already won their championships. So, like, going into a race, say if you're a driver that's going for his first championship, what's on your mind in regards to, you know, just going in with a strategy, knowing that these guys, they're hungry for another title? Mm. I mean, if I were one of the drivers, I think my, what would be on my mind is, like, okay, how can, I, how can I outsmart and outmaneuver my opponent? What is their weak spot? Where are they strongest? What areas are they strongest in, and what areas are they weakest in? Take advantage of their weaknesses more so than their strengths, and then use their strengths against them. So that way, you'll be in the clear to basically go full of the cool back, and then go right around them. So that way, you'll be able to make it to the finish line efficiently and without crashing into anybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's one thing too. I, mean, I know Phoenix um, is a very tight track. You know, he can't really run run as wide open. Uh, compared to other short tracks and you know it's definitely I, I don't know like weird way Phoenix is a very odd track I mean I don't know if that's because of like that re- reconstruction that they did a few years back but um yeah it, it just doesn't in a way it doesn't feel like a championship hosting type track I mean you know, I feel like you know a mile and a half you know it could be you know a better host but I don't know I guess uh, NASCAR is definitely trying to go go to focus on more short tracks and more road courses and not as much um you know um like mile and a half but um like even like like even the, in my home state of california like out, out of close speedway down in fontana like uh out out near la they're planning to convert that track into a short track in 2022 and um and when i when i read that i was like man dude do we really need more short tracks i mean why you gotta touch Auto Club? I mean, Auto Club's like because I, like I, I've always liked Auto Club. I always like how the races were run there, but you know, just to I mean, mess it up and turn to the short track. I mean, like, do we really have to do that? Please. Have they not kept in mind that they're driving wide body cars? Yeah, I mean, I no, like they they, they, they didn't. I mean, I it's... mean, if you're gonna make a short track, you're basically putting yourself and the driver and jeffrey because the cars they're driving they're huge at least the last time i seen one it was to me it was humongous when i was little Mm -hmm. when you're young like when you're really young the world is like a giant's place (laughs) so and then even as a young man i'm like well damn that 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 is a pretty big car (laughs) yeah you're 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 flying all right you're practically flying yeah especially like the straight like like, like here's the here's the thing though like, like I, I took and a look at the manage those really tight turns right oh yeah like, like like here's the thing like i took a i took a look at that um 
that reconstruction for our club and what they're planning to do with it is that they're still planning to have like those long straightaways, you know, like, like our club is a two mile track. So like they're, they're still going to have those long straightaways, like, um, like in the triangle and on the back stretch. They're going to keep that straight. But what they're planning to do is they're planning to bring the turns in a bit and then just add like, you know, like, like, a, I don't know. I think they said they made like a 20, 25 degree banking on the turn kind of mm-hmm. like, in um, Kind of like Bristol, like you know how like you know how big the banking is at Bristol. Yeah, I I look at this like there's going to be guys flying down that straightaway, uh, like top now maybe a hundred like one eighty five, one ninety, and then you expect them to slam hard on the like. At best. I'm like like guys are going to blow their brakes out trying to trying to make it around that turn. I mean like this. I mean it's you got to keep in mind the suspension on those things too. I mean mm-hmm. yeah. Ugh. Man. I mean, like, like I, I know, I, I know, how upset guys get uh, when the suspension goes out of their car, and, like you know, they lose their power steering. I mean, and that's that's a big that's a big deal, especially if you're handling you know something as big as a stock car. I mean, if you look at uh, other racing formats like um Formula One or IndyCar, mm-hmm. you know, like like this is they they make sure that the suspension is like 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 you know pro- like properly set up to a T, where you know the turning is just is, is like is smooth smooth as butter. I mean. Like I was, I remember I was looking at, I was watching the highlights of a of a Formula One race the other day, and just seeing the way that those guys turn the wheel. I mean, it's like, man, like it's, oh, it's like, but uh, the thing, difference is with a Formula One car, there's a, like there's a lot more horsepower, um, you know, they go a lot more faster, but you know, like the brakes, like if you're going like having a high horsepower, you gotta have some good brakes on on it. So, I mean, but yeah. but the, but but the thing is, I think our club tried to time this perfectly because I'm um, 2022. That that's the same year where uh, the Gen Seven car is supposed to be coming out for NASCAR, like you know, new a new um new new body new body car is supposed to be coming out, and hopefully when that car does get produced, I mean like they've already tested it. Like, I mean like they've test they've actually tested the Gen Seven car at certain tracks around the country. Like they test they did they did testing at um Pocono I think, testing at a uh, Auto Club and testing at a uh, Phoenix. So um. Depending on how the new generation car drives and how it handles, I think guys will be fine when the new auto, when they go reset Auto Club in the spring of 2022. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, hey, if if that's what they want to do, then that's what they want to do. But they better take every precaution necessary to make sure that those that none of the drivers who go on that track get hurt. Mm-hmm. Like that's yeah, all yeah, it's, it's a safety thing too, safety thing too. But like, you know, safety has you know has come a long way in NASCAR. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm just you know, like we're, we're fortunate enough to you know not see any of our favorite guys you know die like and go on the blade in the blaze of glory, you know, White just out. doing what they love. I mean, yeah, like I mean, like yeah, we're fortunate enough to you know have clean races and and being reminded that these guys are professionals, like they know what they're doing. So, you know, it's a uh, it's a, it's an interesting deal, and I know a lot of people, um, or not not a lot of people, but like certain drivers have complained about how the car has been handling this year as far as when they go mm-hmm. to different tracks. I remember um, a few weeks back, I was watching the uh, um, the the playoff race at Texas, and um, at certain uh, tracks, I think um, Texas, Charlotte, um, New Hampshire they put out like this, um, like this texture in the turns, like a PJ one compound. It's like, and like an added tar, like, uh, just like, um, that's just slightly above the low line on the banking. And, you know, what, what annoyed me, uh, even just watching like, you know, past races at, um, Charlotte, uh, North, uh, New Hampshire and, um, uh, Texas, what annoyed me so much is that even with that PJ one, uh, compound it was designed for the cars to have better handling on the banking but like every time when i saw a, a driver get like get in like the the heart of the pj1 compound the car would get loose and they would go flying into the wall i mean i feel like why hasn't nascar realized that? i mean it took him it took him like four races like, like or it, like it was it should have took him like it took him four races to realize or Wait, not I even realize six what happened? Wait, I thought it took six, six, six races. That would include the um the whole little Danica, that Danica chick. They wouldn't that include her too, because I'm pretty sure her car had the same problem. That well, uh, she couldn't drive. 
Well, back back then, like the the PJ1 compound wasn't like a huge deal for most of the cars. I mean, like they were still, I mean, like like, they were still like, like a lot of tracks, they went through like a repavement process. I mean, like they'll they'll, like repave the track and make it a lot more smoother. But this PJ1 compound, you know, it's just, it's all, it's it's kind of embarrassing because, you know, I see guys going in, like going into that PJ1 and then, you know, they just get loose in the turns and, I'm still trying to figure out why NASCAR hasn't fixed this issue or come to a realization that, oh man, like, we got to do something about this PJ one. I mean, like guys are getting I loose mean, in the turns and are going to the wall. That. I mean, like, yeah, like, it's just like, it's like, it's like they want to see Rex happen. I mean, it's insane. But um, I mean, uh, it, it does have a lot of insurance companies, you know, paying out you know, to yeah, see I mean, that it will be fixed, but that's a conversation for another time. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, it just, it just gets so annoying just to see guys spin out just because of a track, like, like a gremlin in the track. I mean, you know, even though, like, I do understand that, you know, the Goodyears, they're not, like, the most uh, gripping tires in the world, but, you know, it still should should be, they should be still be strong enough to not have guys, you know, go on the tar and then just, you know, have a loose wheel, and then next thing you know, like, they're out of the race. I mean, it's just... It's just something I feel like NASCAR needs to fix, and they need to take a look at it. And uh, fortunately, they're not going to have that that issue at Phoenix. So, um, you know, like Phoenix is a pretty pretty smooth track. You know, again, you could run it you run it pretty good there. Um, not too many track rumblings per se, but um, yeah, man, like I'm oh man, I'm I'm like stoked for this race. I mean, it's just it's going to be it's going to be a wild one. Yeah, and there's so much mystery behind it too. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, I'm ready to see who wins for this one. Yeah, I mean, like this has been this whole week, and even this weekend is gonna is it's been thrilling. I mean, I, I, I mean, it was, I mean, 2020 in a way has been a thrilling year, and we're kind of at like the the epitome right now of you know just like these close finishes and just knowing that there's a lot on the on the line i mean not just with having a new president but also with just how like you know COVID's going to be handled during the holidays and you know like these uh pro athletes going after titles in a year where they didn't even expect to be this far or even come this close to winning a championship i mean it's it's wild man mm-hmm. and like we we as a generation, you know, us 2000s kids, especially those who were in 2001 and 2002, we have seen it all. Mm-hmm. Everything from 9-11 to Iraqi freedom, up to the housing crisis, down to the housing crash, into the recession, and then everything to the Black president. Then going right back out, you know, to things being somewhat normal, to Ebola and up to now. Like, wow. You know, as much as the older generation generation wants to deny it, I mean, like, we, we've seen some stuff. You know, like, okay. we, we, we've seen, you know, like, like, fine, like our finest hour, like, numerous amount of times. And, uh, yeah, like yeah, so like we're we're not we're not different we're not that we're, like we're not as different from the older generation as we think we are. I mean, like oh, we because no. like I, I'll say this because like the one thing that the older generation had was that they they had opinions. I mean, like they they spoke out you know verbally about their opinions and about how they felt about things. I mean, they we're, we're doing them. the same we're doing the same thing with Black Lives Matter with who with who we believe should be in office with like you no know, like like the the reform in our justice system. I like we're seeing right, we're speaking about uh, about these stuff too because you know with the sad because the sad thing is like our the older generation I don't know in some way they kind of they kind of I, I don't want to say so much failed us but they probably didn't put enough you know emphasis in what we what our generation hoped to not see Simple and decorum. you know yeah we just. Like I'm trying to figure mm-hmm. out, like like we're we're still fighting a battle that should have been should have been ended like 40 years ago. 50, but who's counting? Yeah, I'm just, I just hope that we all learn something 
from this 2020. Mm -hmm. I really do. It's not to, you know, just be like that. Oh, well, you should have learned this. You should have learned that. When I was growing up, I'm like, no, none of that. Can it? Enough is enough. Hmm. Have you learned anything? Yes or no? Just keep it plain and keep it simple. Then keep on moving. I think 2020 has taught me to always to just keep following my golden rule. And that is to treat people the way I would want to be treated. Hmm. And then it's shown aggression. Well, give them the underworld. <laughs> Demon time. I'm not, I'm not afraid to, you know, go toe-to-toe when it comes to confrontation but back to the point I'm making when how do I say this achieve your goals achieve them Mm. by any means necessary legally Yeah, I Mm. say this with you know all intents and purposes of being a decent human being be better than you once were before so that you set your own legacy in stone and you don't have to depend on nobody else's legacy. That's what I learned in 2020. Hmm. That's good. I think, I think one thing that I learned from this year, oh man, it's crazy because, you know, I think a lot, well, a lot of people did this year is that, you know, in some ways I think they've become, or been given a reality check of, Oh man, like you know, life can be can be short at times, and if I don't want and if I don't achieve what I want to achieve in the time that I have, then you know I'm gonna live a life of regret. And mm-hmm. I think uh, on on my end, you know, just with me, you know, going into my passions as an entrepreneur, uh, doing my passions as a as a writer, you know, it's given me time to you know focus on my crafts more. Because, um, mm-hmm. you know, like, I always like, you know, I, I always thought, you know, well, I'm going to go to school first and then get my degree. And then I can focus on my crafts later. No, that, that, that was not that's that's not what I was planning to do. I mean, I didn't come home and just sit on my rear end uh, all this time. I mean, I went out, got a job that, you know, helped help me uh, financially. You know, um, I started learning about the stock market. You know, I've been really, you know, re- reading more books about what I'm interested in and, you know, just putting all those passions all together so i could you know live out this dream that i always envisioned and you know and like sadly you know a lot of people dreams dreams were uh, crushed during 2020 you know whether like you know for the small businesses you know like a lot of businesses were lost you know the that person that dreamed of owning his or own his his or, or her own restaurant you know i don't know like you know there's a large number of people that lost their restaurants because of the pandemic yeah. and you know it's kind of funny that you mentioned that. I feel that 2020 for most small, for most small businesses in a way is an opportunity. Mm-hmm. Think about it. You can build a website yeah. and then just sell from your home. You can literally, you know, pay for packaging and that's it. And, you know, for restaurants, it's the same thing. Mm-hmm. You can order what you want online and then you can have whatever you want you know, delivered to you or picked up from your said restaurant location. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like we're, we're gonna, you know, like there's some people, they're gonna look back on this and be like, oh man, like, I'm glad that I could be where I'm at now because if I, you know, remain complacent during, like, you know, pandemic and just didn't have much focus for what I wanted to do, I would have probably been in the same spot that I was before 2020 happened. And, you know, there's even people that are going to, you know, try everything to forget what, what's happened this year and just go about their lives. But, you know, I feel like there, there is going to, in a way, you know, you, like, we're living in history. So we, like, we're, we're, we're going to be reminded of, you know, the things that we did and we, we just got to move forward because, you know, Life doesn't have a pause button, so you know it just you, know, you just you just gotta keep going. Mm-hmm. But but um, yeah, man. Uh, yeah, I think like yeah, our time time's about up. But uh, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna wrap it up here. Uh, yeah, we want to thank everybody for uh, tuning in, 
And uh, yeah, we also want to remind everybody to go check out our store uh, as well, the Real Dealers Club. Yes, check out the Real Dealers Club and still keep on the lookout for the secret promo code to get you 20% off, off any and all future purchases. So mm -hmm. be on the lookout, guys. I'm Terrell Bird. Yeah, and also make, make sure to follow us too. Um, you know, my ad's at PVR Hall. Terrell Bird is uh, Phantom Menace. Yeah, make sure to follow us on our social. If you also want to follow the podcast, you know, we're uh, at the Real Deal Bros. And um, our store is just at Real Dealers Club. So, yeah, make sure to go check us out on Instagram and on as for our socials. Make sure to like, comment, and subscribe to our YouTube channel as well. But, uh, yeah, we want to um, give a shout out to uh, my guy, uh, Gary, in the studio tonight. Uh, thank, thank you for him for uh, hosting the show, as always. Um, I, like even even to Chris too. I know Chris comes in the, in the studio on occasion. He helps uh, put the show on a, a show on for us. And uh, yeah, just, we just want to you know send a huge shout out to everybody back in New York that's uh, been able to allow us to do this uh, show even with us being you know just socially distanced. And uh, yeah, you know yeah, we just uh, want to wish everybody a good Friday night. Uh, enjoy the rest of your weekend. And as always, make sure to keep it real. Keep it real. And we are finished. All right.